Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, the relactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And uh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> we have, uh, I, I didn't know, I didn't know if we had ads this week or not. I forgot to ask. No, we don't. Yeah, I know. Uh, I should have said okay. that. No, that's all, right. all right. So I have the review of the week. And this one Yay. is like... I'm super jealous about to read this. I, like oh. this, this one is really amazing. So, this is from Fit Mama PDX. I don't know what PDX means. It probably stands for something, but I'm really uncool. So something really fit and badass and sporty. Yeah, something. Yeah. I didn't start listening to this podcast until I was two years into nursing my son, and my little girl was born. It started as a favorite go-to to listen to, to listen for the sleepless nights of newborn land, but has become so much more. I recently attended a weekend strong fit, strong first kettlebell training, which was grueling to say the least. And with the extra badassery that I got from you both, I was able to advocate for myself and my kiddos and take nursing breaks during the day. Being the first new mom to attempt this was nerve-wracking for a multitude of reasons, and you will never know the extra strength this podcast gave me to succeed and to set a new norm. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's really amazing. That's really amazing. So that really is good for you, mama. Because yeah, I would love a f- to see a picture of that. I know Do you have one. That Send would be it. awesome. Send us a picture if you have something from that day, because we would love it. Um, but that is really cool. And I'm so glad that, you know, like we we set out to do this podcast to just like get the good information out there, you know, to kind of like bust out the, the, the bullshit and to really just kind of make everybody understand like what breastfeeding is for real and people are like taking it to a whole different level. You know, you, I am so thrilled that people are getting a sense of like strength and determination just from listening to what we have to say. Well, this is what happens when people have information, right? Information this is, is like power, the right? natural. Yes. This is the natural progression of getting information. You like, yeah, you're empowered and you're in control and then you start making what you want to happen in your life happen. Yeah. Well, breastfeeding anyway, like just empowered me, you know? Yeah. Right. People say, oh, you know, you have a baby and blah, blah, blah. But like it was really breastfeeding. Like to be able to look at my children and be like, I completely nourish that child. Like that child is growing off what my body is making for them. Like this is you really just become very empowered when you realize the things your body can do. It's really cool. It's true. I mean, I think it's because, like, I mean, like, it, I didn't feel that way being pregnant. No, Like, I, I didn't feel, I wasn't like, which is also incredible. You're growing this baby inside your body. But I didn't, it wasn't like, I can't, you can't, you can't, only thing you could see is your stomach getting better, bigger. And, you know, I don't know. With breastfeeding, it was different. It's also like pregnancy is kind of like, you see it, you know, you see it more. Mm-hmm. But with breastfeeding, you don't really see it. And then you get to watch your baby do it and it's grow. Cool. You get to yeah. watch it. This is really cool. So today we are going to talk about like newborn newborn behaviors or newborn normals or, you know, how breastfeeding fits into this picture. Um I think we did, we touched on this a little bit way early when we first started this podcast. We talked about like coming home from the hospital and what to kind of expect those first, you know, couple weeks when you first come home and you're like shell shocked and going, oh my God, what did yeah. I do to myself just now? But And everything they do scares the crap out of you. Exactly. But I have just really, you know, I, I mean, I see this all the time when I work with new families, but 
I really, really, really just want to, I'm on this tangent right now where I really just want people to know what is really happening. What is really going on? Your baby is not starving 98% of the time. You know, everybody thinks, oh, the baby cried, they're starving. Oh, the baby cried, they're not getting enough to eat. Oh, this happened. This is good. You know, I have parents that come in and they're like shocked that the baby wants to be held, that they're, you know, the baby's not going to sleep well for them. They're just, you know, surprised at what is transitioning with the, when they have a baby. So I want to talk about like, what's normal? What do we see? What is normal with your baby versus what you are being told your baby should be doing? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, so there's so much that you're probably being told is normal that is so not normal or possible for a newborn. And what is normal for a baby? They're all different. They're all different, right? Like- well, I mean that you know when that doctor told me that my baby should be sleeping ten to twelve hours a night by a couple months old. That's not. You're not going to see that. And if you do, you should be alarmed. (laughs) Like that is not, no, that's not, you're just not going to see that. There is just crazy. A lot of times this comes from like, well, you know, obviously we've got a big social media thing going on in our world right now where there's so much information overload and you can tap into any kind of mom's group and they'll say, my baby doing this. Why isn't your baby doing it? And you know, blah, blah, blah. So there's so many ways to question what you're doing. But when it comes out of like from your family or, and you know, and I hear that a lot too, where it's like, oh, well, my sister had a baby a couple years ago and my mom said that her baby didn't do this. You know, her baby didn't cry this much. Her baby is, you know, sleeps better. Her, you know, and it's like, we can't compare, you know, it's, they're babies. They're little, they're human beings, they're babies. Everybody is not the same, right? Every human is not, not the same. Like, right. They're as different as adults. Right. So they're not going to do the same things. Everybody has, they have different personalities, different traits, different everything than even the next baby you have. Like, how different were Jack and Exley? Yeah, I know. Night and day. You know, I yeah. mean, you can't compare them at all. You can't compare them to your sister's baby, your friend's baby, anybody else's baby. It is your baby to learn and to love and enjoy. And they're going to do what they're going to do. And it's up to nobody to be like, oh, that's not normal. I right. mean, come on. That's right. They don't. Yeah. So what are some things? What are some? Well, normal the biggest, things? some normal things, the one of the biggest ones I'll do, we'll do like probably the top ones. But one of the biggest ones is you bring your baby home. And for the first, like, I don't even know. I want to say month or two, almost probably, they really don't want to be put down. You know, they really want to be held all the time. And families, this is really surprising to new families. This is really surprising that they try to put their baby down. Their baby falls asleep in their arms. They try to put the baby down and the baby wakes up and cries. And the baby does not want to be by themselves. And people are surprised at that. They're like, well, I, I can't put the baby down. The baby will not be put down. They just cry. They'll only nap if I'm holding them. They'll only sleep if I'm holding them. They'll only calm down if I'm holding them. Yes, your baby was literally attached to your body for nine months. They do not want to be put down in a strange place where they are by themselves. Instinctively, that is against everything that their, their natural is telling them. Yeah, they're telling them that that's danger. 
Exactly. Their bodies are telling them instinctively that they're in danger. Yes. So this I, is. I very was shocked primal. by that. I, I was. The, it was the same way for me. Every time I tried to put Jack down, because I kept, you know, being told to put him to sleep in various places, and he would yep. cry, and I'd be like, "Something's wrong with him. Something is wrong with him. He'll only sleep with my boob in his mouth, and I can't put him down." And like, you know, we're constantly looking for like, you know, all the tricks to like get him to sleep longer. You know, mm-hmm. we, all those apparatus, the swings and the rockers and the everything. He wasn't fooled. He was just like, <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> they, it is so, so primal. And, you know, Abby, you talked about this when you did the um, the interview with Tracy. Yes, Tracy Castles from Evolutionary Parenting. That's an episode, a few episodes back, where she talks all about sleep. And it's just the the whole primal thing with, you know, with babies. They Babies have no idea that it is 2019 and that they are perfectly And there's locks safe. on the door. and Right. Yeah. And they're perfectly safe in this $300 contraption that moves them around and shakes them and <laughs> hushes in their ear for that. Like, they have no idea. <laughs> They have no okay. idea that it's not 100,000 years ago with saber-toothed tigers walking around. You know, when in our in our environment, in the early humans in that environment, there were predators around that mm-hmm. we were constantly on watch for that were, you know, trying to eat our babies. <laughs> you know, we had to be on we had to be on guard all the time, especially at night. Yeah. Especially and at your night. Your baby doesn't know what year it is. All they know is that if they're not close to a hu- to an adult, that they're in danger. And when you pick up your child, when you go and you respond to them, they cry and you pick them up and you soothe them and you comfort them and you nurse them and, you know, you cuddle them. That builds a security and a trust with them. If you leave you know them I- to figure it out on their own at the age of a month, yeah. that's crazy. Because they're not going to figure that out on their own. They're going to think, I'm left here. I have been right. left. Then they withdraw. Yeah, Exactly. They withdraw. I heard, I don't have any idea if this is true, but I heard, you know how when you pick up a baby, it doesn't matter what if you have babies or if you're whatever. If you pick up a baby, how you start to move back and forth. Yeah. You know, you start to just sway. I heard that we do that, like, that's just like a reflex from back those early human days where, like... Um, we would be like moving, like the group of humans would like get gr- m- walk to oh. a new location, and it was just like the sense of like moving to safety or moving to new to more food or moving to a new place, and that was like like the way we comfort babies is to do that, like mo- like motion this like movement. That I don't know so if this cool. is. I have no idea if this is true or whatever, but. Well, you I know, remember I, reading that once and I was like, oh, my God, because I before I had kids, if I picked up a baby, I would do that. And yeah. I'm weirded out. I was like weirded out by babies before I had babies like a lot of people are. <laughs> but the, you just do that. You're like, oh, I'm just going to move this back and forth. This seems like yeah. the thing to do. The mom rock. That's what we would always call right. it. Like, the, you know, because you just kind of you do. You just kind of rock back and forth with them. Yeah. Um, I heard once, which makes a lot of sense. And again, I don't know if this is really the truth or not, but. That that cluster feeding in the evening and those unsettled babies in the evening, because that's when babies need to be on high alert back in the, you know, whatever, the saber tooth tiger days, like you were saying. Yes. That is when we needed to be awake and alert to be sure that we were safe. 
Yeah, and, and the same thing about. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, like that is, you know, everybody says, "Oh, my baby's got their days and nights mixed up." Babies have zero circadian rhythm, and instinctively they think it's, you know, eighteen BC. So right. it's just crazy that we would think yeah. that they could adapt so easily into this life that we have that we've been in for how many years 30 right. 40 years that you by the time you have a baby and we think right. that your baby who was just put on the planet yesterday should be able to adapt to that so quickly right right and i that's the same thing i've i've heard a similar thing about when you're showering that you know when you're in the shower and you hear babies cry mm-hmm you just hear them cry like it's just this thing, especially if you have a baby, you think your baby's crazy. If you're in the shower, you think your baby's crying. Everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's from, again, early humans when around water was extra dangerous. And so we had to be on heightened alert around water. That is really And cool. so when you hear when you're in the shower, everyone know everyone's heard that ghost baby crying. You get out yeah, of the shower yeah. and look at your baby. They're sleeping. Yep. Yeah. So we are we are absolutely tied to our ancestors. And as we grow and get older, we learn all these things about our world. Okay, we know that what year it is. We know what our environment is. Your baby is born right into, you know, right into your ancestors' arms. Yeah. Yeah. And so they really, like, they just, they need very, you know... All they need is food and love and safety. And you can provide I, that for them very yeah. easily. But for some reason, we question why they need it. And get a carrier. Yes. To get, get, a, get a Moby wrap or something. They're inexpensive. And those are perfect for like newborns. And learn, get, you know, practice before you have your baby if you can or practice at napping or whatever. It's, it's, you know, it seems really hard. You can go on YouTube and watch tutorials. I at first I was like, I'm never going to figure this out. And I did. And it's so much easier to just be able to hold them that way. And then that's where they're, then they're, then you can still use your hands. You can still do what you need to do, whatever. You can even sit down and lean back and rest. Um, it is wonderful. It's just a lot easier. Yeah. It's wonderful to have And they don't, I, I met a family in this, in my neighborhood. I was um, walking around one day and I saw this gentleman who looked like a grandpa wearing a baby. And I was like, oh, my God, I have a picture of this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Can I take a picture of you? And he was like, okay. And I so then the family kind of gathered around. The story was that the mom, his daughter, had a premature baby. And they decided the whole the grand, you know, the grandparents and the whole family all decided they were not going to put the baby down for, you know, whatever, two months or something. Mm -hmm. And so I'm talking about never putting the baby down. They would take turns throughout the day through 24 hour periods. They would take turns holding the baby. The baby had never been put down. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And I understand that not everybody can work that out. Right. But, you know, it was like, you know, the baby was premature and they thought, well, let's just try to do a little something extra for this baby. Um, And that's, you know, the baby responded to it because, again, that's what... There's some cultures that don't put the baby down at all for like the first 30 I was days just, or something. They don't. I was just going to say that. There's what I know that I I heard. I can't remember if it was in a movie or where I heard it, a documentary or something that um, there is a culture that 
doesn't put the baby down for the first year of their life because it's yeah. like oh. dirty or something. Like yeah. they believe that their feet should not be touching the ground. Yeah. But they, if they can't hold the baby, somebody else holds the baby. Like yeah. it's just. Right. But that. And, and this that's is how, how it you used get the to be. Used to, yeah. Yeah. The, that's how. Yeah. The village raising the child. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But it, so, it's okay. just like so, that. Yeah. It's amazing. So, this is yeah, so, this is what your baby. This is the this is the world your baby is living in. So there mm-hmm. is absolutely nothing wrong with your baby that they won't they don't seem to sleep very long, that they want to be held all the time, that they want to be nursing all the time. These things are all completely normal. Yes. They're and they're qu- they're good. They're good. Yes. These are all positive good. things. These are all signs of a very healthy baby. Yes. One of the like I had said to my friend the other day she um was just getting back getting ready to go back to work she's going back to work next week and um her baby's two months and it's her fourth and she said she's like you know we're in kind of a she goes I hate to even say anything but she's really sleeping really good right now and I was like you know and I've been around her enough since the baby was born to know how you know she is with the baby and I said you know I've I've really I've found that the more you just respond to what they need, the better things go. You know, like if yeah. you spend a lot of time trying to structure them and trying to schedule them and trying to, you know, oh, it's not time to eat yet and you should be sleeping now and you should be do-. like if you just respond and feed on demand and respond to what they need and just roll with it, they just settle in so much easier because yeah. it's what they're settling into what their norm is. Yeah. And she said, she goes, you know, that is so right. She goes, with this baby, we did just kind of like do whatever with her. We just responded mm-hmm. to whatever. She goes, the other ones, I was messing around with them and waking them yeah. and waking them to eat and doing this and that. And she goes, and they weren't settled at all. And it really like just the babies know what they need. They know what they yeah, need. Yeah, exactly. And- That's the thing. They're, they're telling you when they're crying, they're just saying, I need something. It could be right. a million different things, but just pick them up and nurse them. And <laughs> that's always the answer. Just be yeah. constantly nursing, breastfeed on demand, constantly, all the time, whatever. If they make a peep, just latch them on. Yeah. Um, or just keep them there so they never make a peep. It just makes it easier and, for them and, and for everybody, yeah. really, all the way around. Like, I yeah, don't wh- Right. So, so that's one of my, you know, that's one of my biggest ones. But the other thing, too, is the feeds. Like, when you bring your baby home, Yes, they feed a lot, but they feed. They're not trying to terrorize you. They have a small stomach. Like they can't hold a lot of volume. They have to feed a lot. Yeah. People are just like, oh, my gosh, they want to feed. They must not be getting enough. They must not be getting what they need. The baby wants to feed again. Oh, I don't know. It has. It's only you just fed that baby. Why would the baby need to eat again? Maybe because babies eat. How about that? You know, like they just, that's what happens with them. What do we want them to do? Put on a show, strap on their tap shoes and, you know, like (laughs) go to town. Like, what do we want them to do? They, they eat. That's all they do. do. Yeah. And also, you know, there's also reasons for this. Again, it's not just, you know, it's not just, you know, random. I mean, babies are, they have teeny tiny little stomachs and breast milk is really thin and digested really quickly. Because it's not safe for your baby to go into a super deep sleep that young. It's not. It's not. They I'm are. Sorry. Yeah. They are awake. They are. Their their bodies are taking in a tiny bit of food and digesting it really quickly so that they wake up again. 
They need to be stay. They need to be waking frequently. That's why. That's why formula is actually a SIDS risk because it's mm-hmm. so heavy and it it's in their stomach longer. It takes it longer to digest, and they go into a deeper sleep. Now, please don't freak out. I used formula. You know, a lot of people are using formula. You know, and it and it's 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 in our world. I understand that it's in our world, and some people just flat out choose to refuse to to use formula, and I get that. I'm just explaining the the realities of why breast milk is so thin and why your baby is waking so frequently. Mm-hmm. It's because they are keeping themselves in a very very light state of sleep where they're waking frequently to keep them they're not ready. They're not developmentally ready to go into a deep sleep. They're not. So they're no. staying real surface. And that's important, and that's part of their part of their um, development. You know, like that's that's just it. And when people say to me, "Oh, well, you know, the baby should be sleeping," like you said, ten, twelve hours, or the baby was sleep. You know, my my sister's baby was sleeping. You know, six hours when we brought her home from the hospital. That's not okay. It's really not. You know, no. like it's just. Yes, maybe some babies will do that, but it's not the norm. It really isn't. No. It right. is and, not and let the me, norm. Let me add, too, that sometimes your baby will sleep for a few hours. Like, that will happen. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that your baby's at risk of SIDS when that's happening. That's not, that's not the case. Right. I'm talking about a baby that's been fed, you know, you know, filled to the brim with something other than breast milk, and, you know, they've been kind of... In like a food coma. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. there's like, that's not, that's not safe for babies, um, newborn babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but your breastfed on demand newborn baby will sometimes sleep for longer stretches of time and just enjoy it. Yeah. Like just, just be like, okay, cool. You know, but that's not just, unsafe. Right. But when you, you know, you have a baby, you have to go into it knowing that your baby is probably not going to sleep and this isn't just sure. a baby thing i'm sorry my kids were waking me up as toddlers and oh it, i know. You know like it's just it's not a baby but thing. there's but there's the fear there there's a fear of not sleeping and then there's the fear of sleeping because listen this is new when you have a newborn you're a new parent this is a scary time mm-hmm. so when your baby is not sleeping and you think something's wrong with them i was terrified like i was legit scared that there was something wrong and then if my baby slept for five hours, I was like, oh, my God, Something's is wrong. he sleeping too long? I need something's wrong. I need to wake him up. Should I wake him up? Do I wake him up? Is he breathing? Uh, you know, yeah, like, oh, bre- I still I have my there. Both of my kids will. They'll be eight and five in a couple of months. And I still <laughs> every day check to see that they're breathing. Like, it's just I do, too. My kids are teenagers. <laughs> like, if they're sleeping too yeah, soundly and I go to wake them up in the morning, I'll be like, you right in here? Like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Are you alive? Yep. What's happening? Yeah. And they're like, mom, yep. what is wrong with you? You know? Because like, they're like, I'm fine. I'm just sleeping. And I'm like, well. Yeah, stop poking me. I know. <laughs> but it's just, that's just a mom thing. It's just going to happen. But yeah. what I mean- kills me is that people attack the breast milk over this. Well, your breast milk must not have enough calories. Your breast milk must not have enough fat. Your breast milk's too thin. You must not have enough milk in the evening because that's when your baby wants to eat more. You must not have, you know, it's like this is, there's nothing wrong with your breast milk. Your breast milk is not too thin to nourish your child because they want to eat two hours later. 
That is not what is going on here at all. And when people plant those seeds, it's really easy to go, oh, my gosh, maybe my milk is not good enough for this baby. They keep waking They're, you know, and the other thing, too, is like the charts. We look at these charts at what the baby should weigh or should be growing at, according to whoever, I don't know, a thousand babies that they looked at, you know, forget the fact that there's like three million born a year, but we should all be adhering to what this 1000 babies have have done. So it is just like your baby is not going to grow like that, but your breast milk is what they need to grow. You know, that's all they need. It doesn't when people say things to me like, well, I don't I don't think, you know, my doctor said or my mom said or I was reading on the Internet and I think maybe my breast milk doesn't have enough calories or my breast milk isn't fatty enough or, you know, like things like that. I'm like, what what are we doing here? What are we doing? We are basically blaming the mother's body. Exactly. 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 We're just making parents at fault for everything. Because Putting responsibility the, on parents. There's nothing wrong. No. This is normal newborn stuff. Your baby, babies cry. The other thing that I see all the time, I think I explain this to families every single day, which is fine. I should just put a little recorder on. But it's just babies cry. You latch them. They nurse. They doze off. You put them down or you burp them or you change their diaper or whatever, and they wake up and then they start rooting again. And people go, oh, they didn't get enough to eat. They like to suck. Babies like to suck. That is their calming mechanism. That is how they soothe themselves. They suck. It's very soothing. They were probably doing it in the womb for however long they were laying in there, too. So Mm -hmm. it's just what they do. It doesn't mean they're still starving. But all of the... Like all of the information that you get like online and when you sometimes when you go to classes, when you're pregnant and stuff, they'll always say if your baby touches their face, if their baby puts their hand to their face, they're hungry. Oh, yeah. All the signs that that are (laughs) other signs that your baby is hungry. It's like all the things your newborns does. Right. You know, like, oh, they touch their face. Oh, they wiggle their hands. And they, and they turn their head. Okay, well, that's all the things they can do. <laughs> you, that's all they're capable of doing. If you touch their cheek, they'll root. Like, and it, it's fun. Like, right. You can do that. Moms will be like, why is they turning their head this way? And I'm like, I don't know. And you touch the other cheek and they turn their head that way. You know, it's just like <laughs> their little their little sleeper could be rubbing up against their face and they turn their head. Like, it just, right. it's an instinct for them. You know, it's a reflex. Yeah. So it's normal. It doesn't mean you did something wrong, no. that you're not nourishing them, that you're not, that you're, it's just <laughs> It's just what they do. They're weird. It's just what they do. And it's amazing to me that sometimes moms will be like, well, how do I know if they're still hungry or if they just want to suck? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Well, you can put them back on if they suck twice just and go to back sleep. On, then right. it, they, that's all they wanted to do. But nobody wants to put their baby back on because they think they shouldn't have to do that. I don't know. It's right. Like, or they've been told to just feed every two hours. Exactly. And so then it's like, oh, well, if they're if they're trying to nurse, it hasn't been two hours. It must mean they didn't get enough of my milk. It must mean my milk's not good. Because you, you could very well go back to the doctor and the doctor will say, well, your breast milk doesn't have enough calories in it. Well, your breast milk doesn't have enough fat in it. Mm-hmm. Like people are told this all the all time. The the time all the time and this is nonsense this is complete f-ing bullshit oh <laughs> i don't know we might have to put an explicit lyrics on this um episode now sorry we can keep that in though uh, okay <laughs> but you know but, that we're gonna get ridiculous. a review or a 
email or a message or something from somebody who said, yes, I was told that. I get messages all the time. Mm-hmm. My doctor said my breast milk doesn't have enough fat in it. What can I eat to make my breast milk more fatty? Yeah, I hear that. I just I'm heard like, that tell this your week. doctor yep. to sit and swivel because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> your breast milk is specifically designed by your body for your baby. Your body didn't make a mistake. No, your body doesn't do that. And you know what? Different babies require different amounts of fat. And your baby requires different amounts of fat at different times of development. Exactly. Exactly. And different times of day, even. Mm-hmm. Your breast milk is always changing, and it's never the same as somebody else's because you have a different baby. Your body is f- amazing. It is just... I don't think... People don't realize how amazing yeah. their bodies are. Yeah. Like, your body knows, and your baby knows, too. Your baby is way smarter than you are. They know Because they doing. are just operating with just instinct. Mm-hmm. And we are clouded by all of these things that we're being told, by all these cultural norms that are completely ridiculous. Um, if we can just silence all of that and listen to what our babies are are telling us and respond to that, you're golden. And it's really like I I struggle a lot because I work in the in office, you know, in doctors' offices. You know, part of my yeah, part of my time right. is spent in doctors' offices, and it's really hard because. They, pediatricians or doctors as a whole, it's not even a pediatrician, but doctors as a whole, like they want babies to, you know, to be growing at a certain rate. And the other frustrating thing is that you can go to three different doctors and they'll tell you three different things. Yeah. You know, I think the baby should gain this much. Well, I think the baby should gain this much. Well, I think the baby should gain this. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> that. what are you supposed to do with that? You know, like it's crazy. But... If the baby isn't gaining the way the doctors think they should be gaining, they will, you know, bring you back and bring you back and check the weight and all this they stuff. Scare the crap out of you. And it's like all the things that we're told is the baby pooping and peeing, is the baby, you know, alert. Like I see this a lot and I always I tell moms all the time, like, if we weren't looking at the weight every twenty seconds, there would be no question because the baby's behaving perfectly fine. Everything that you look at is perfectly fine, but babies grow the way babies grow. And if everything is okay, like, why are we expecting them to weigh a certain amount according to a chart? Like, I had a mom freaking out one time. Well, she wasn't necessarily freaking out. That's kind of my exaggeration. But she was, like, (laughs) texting me about, like, because her baby and she has twins, one of them was gaining better than the other one. One was feeding better than the other. And then she sends me by text, like, the... um, the amounts because she was like weighing him once a week the like his weights and i did the math i go he's gaining an ounce a day why isn't that good and she goes that is good isn't it and i'm like yes it is what do they want from you because they were telling her it wasn't enough and i'm like what what do they want because this there's nothing this is fine i go and you know what then they're going to tell you at two years old that you need to put that kid on a diet because they weigh too much (laughs) You know, like, because right. this right. is, babies grow the way they're supposed to grow. And I don't know why we yeah. think we should And they weigh as that. differently as adults do. Exactly. Yes. They weigh as differently as adults do. But babies, they eat when they want to eat. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with the milk. You know, it's just, they, the feeding cues are skewed. Everything looks like a feeding cue when you bring your baby home from the hospital. You know, they just need to be soothed and calmed and know that you are there. That's really what they need. 
It's not yeah, rocket it, science. They need that right. calming and soothing that they had in the womb. This is life outside the womb. And they are like, what is going on? Yeah. And and it's it's shocking for everybody. You know, I mean, for you, too, you know, you... You, you, maybe you worked, maybe you didn't, but you know, you probably had some sort of sort of schedule. You had some sort of routine in your day and you can kiss that goodbye mm-hmm. because this is just not happening anymore. And especially if you have like toddlers or other kids, it's going to be so hard because they still need their schedule while this baby just needs, you know, to just go with the flow. And so, I mean, the two of the biggest things I think that can help you are a baby carrier mm-hmm. And heading back to our co-sleeping episode. Yes. And listen to and, the one on evolutionary parenting, too. Like, seriously. Yeah, the sleep. Yeah. yeah. Well, she'll talk a lot in detail about about sleep and what's normal and why it happens the way it happens. Um, but there's, you know, there's things keeping your baby close so you don't have to be, you know, they're going to wake up constantly at night. And again, it's totally normal. And the best thing you can do and the easiest thing you can do is respond to them. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be going up some stairs or down some stairs or down a long hallway or whatever. You just keep them right there, either in your bed or next to you, close in the room. Listen to the episode for, for all of that. Um, and it's going to be so much easier. And it's not forever. It's not forever. No, my kids just moved into bunk beds and I'm traumatized. No, right? It's weird. But, well, because Abby and I like to get off on tangents here, um, we only covered two things. But those were the biggest it, ones. It all applies. Well, it does well, all maybe, apply. Can you men- maybe just run through the rest of your list just quickly? Well, that's kind of like those are the biggest ones for newborn mm-hmm. stuff. And it, it, like like you said, all of it applies. Breastfeeding and sleep. Breastfeeding, Breastfeeding and, and sleep. sleep. That's the biggest thing. Your breast milk. There's nothing wrong with your breast milk. Babies like to eat frequently. You know, feeding cues, the crying. Crying does not mean that they're hungry. All the time. Everybody thinks they cry, they're hungry. That is not the case. Breastfeeding is so much more than food. It is so much more than food. It is so much more than food. So do not always think that your baby is hungry when they cry. Um, but that's, those are the, those are my biggest things, you know, like having right. a baby is, is definitely yeah. a huge culture shock of a change, but listen to them, respond to them. And that's all they need. Yep. And uh, that's all. awesome. That's all I got. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And please share your experience in the review section on iTunes. And maybe you will be our review of the week. <laughs> and head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com for sponsor links, for promo codes, for an awesome list of resources and all of our other episodes that you should scroll through. And you can get information about how to schedule your own online consultation with Diane. Ooh. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.